0: Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Thanks
1: for joining me here today.
0: Uh, I opened up my meditation
1: book and it was just like, once again, serendipity. It's like perfect. Absolutely perfect. I was doing some of my social media and I actually have interview guests tomorrow and Thursday, but it'll take me a few days to get them edited and the social media all done. So I still wanted to reach out and have a podcast for this week just to talk about things, things that we keep allowing to happen uh, in our lives that stall us. In fact, what brought this on was there was, I was doing my Instagram and talking about. Uh, advocating for yourself. Um, I'm doing a lot better the last couple of days with my pain. I've been on a really great supplement by a company called Plexus. It's called Ease and it's, they've got this, I don't know, lipped muscle or something in it and a few other like turmeric and a lot of anti-inflammatory type things. And although, you know, I know how to deal with inflammation normally, this just seems to be having a bit of a kickstart for me. I was kind of double dosing it for a few weeks to get the, the t- tissue saturated and now all of a sudden, the last three days, I have a lot of mobility that I didn't have. My injury sites uh, are still sore and I've been to the doctor. It looks like I've got some bursitis, some tendinitis, not a labral tear, which is great in my right hip. So now we're going to go to the physical therapist and, and see what they can do for me. Um, it's always important to know the problem. Otherwise, how do you find a solution? And that was on my mind. And was I was doing a post for Instagram when I opened up the book of Awakening this morning. And here is today, The Thing in the Way. (laughs) I just thought this is perfect. Uh, Part of this I'm just going to read because he does such a great job of just explaining it. So this is what today's, uh, today's little meditation said. We were up early eager to walk to the botanical gardens of Montreal where they have the largest bonsai collection in the world outside of Asia. I didn't actually know that, and I'm a Canadian. (laughs) We strolled toward the Chinese Temple Garden, a lush yet simple retreat from the streets that covers Acres, a place of renewal originally constructed in the 1600s in China, and moved stone by stone to Montreal in 1990. As we approached the massive gate, it was locked. I panicked, ready to demand entry after driving 400 miles from another country to see this. Robert calmly, like an oriental sage himself, treated the situation as if it were a cone a riddle to be entered unto, its very assumptions shifted. He began to walk the outer wall of the garden. It seemed insurmountable. I was frustrated. He kept walking slowly along the high wall. Since the garden stretched for acres, I wondered if we would have to walk its entire perimeter. The thought made me cranky, but he kept strolling. Suddenly, when we had walked farther than was originally in our view, the walls disappeared. It turned out that the garden had no walls save for the facade at its entrance so we simply walked through the open grass to a path that welcomed us that is brilliant I really want you to picture that in your mind you come you make this long uh, traveling road and you you're standing at the gate of something or a door or a, and you're you expect to be able to get in there's and it's locked the way is barred do you turn around and go home do you do this in your own life Because so many of us do, and I have been guilty of this myself so many times. So often we think that the thing in our way is the way, the way in or the way to or our path, and it's not, guys. You know, it just, if I could just say something in my years of experience and as I look back on my life and, and living my life now, if I could just help more people to understand that that's just not a truth. It's actually something that we tell ourselves. Now, granted, it we get it's fed, it you know, what's in front of us feeds into that because we're standing in front of the gate, like in this particular instance, which technically should be quote unquote the entrance to where we want to be. But is that where you stop? How many thresholds that have seemed blocked or barred? or locked only seems so from their initial viewing. How many opportunities for true living are barrier free? If we can only remove ourselves and our minds from the traditional points of entry. That last little bit was uh, part of the, uh, the meditation today, because that's actually how I wanted to phrase it. We stop ourselves. We think that this is the only path. And yet all these guys had to do was start walking in another direction. And as it turned out, the garden wasn't walled at all. It was just something that was created, probably visually beautiful. Maybe the gate's always locked. That isn't how anyone enters this garden. I, I don't know. I didn't do any research on this particular thing. But this can happen so often in our life. Now, he goes through some breathing techniques um, in this book. If you've never uh, heard of Mark Nepo, his books, um, The Book of Awakening... It's, it's just lovely. I've always get something out of him every single day. I don't always podcast about it, but there's always just something there that speaks to my soul. But this really resonated with me today because it was what where my mind was going. You know, we went for dinner on Saturday night with my mom and sister and brother-in-law in a restaurant. Luckily, here in British Columbia, we can still do that, but you have to be at the same household. And of course, my sister and I are, are my mother's caregiver. She lives alone, so we have the ability to be with her. Uh, so we're very fortunate. We know that. And... Just enjoying that dinner, having this, you know, different relationship, even with my own family, um, because I've changed my mind and I've walked away from the, the door, I guess this is, you know, that I think thought was the only way in and have done works around and walked in different directions and looked for different ways to solve problems, looked at different things that I'm holding myself hostage to. You know, whether it be my health or my family or whatever, it really doesn't matter. These things, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The concept applies. Okay. This way of thinking can be applied in many areas. Now, for me, it just happened to kind of jump up today in the fact that I was talking about my health. Now I talk about the Canadian health system uh, a lot lately because of, you know, my father passing away and, and some of my health issues. We have universal health up here, but our system's very broken and you wait a long time sometimes to get real help if there's something wrong because our system isn't managed really well. And that's unfortunately what happens when you've got social uh, universal medical. So I know my my uh, friends and, and colleagues in the States and even my listeners are like, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have paid for medical. So there's some pros and cons, but you really have to be, and even in the States, I, I've watched my girlfriend's. You still have to be an advocate, but out here you really do because you can wait a long time to get diagnoses for things that are serious. So this past year I've really been worried now about this hip. It's the pain I can't get upstairs some days and I don't walk properly so my body's hurting in other areas. And there's logic in my mind saying, okay, well, we got to narrow this down. I'm the type of person that needs a direction to focus in. I want a path to a higher functioning life. And I can't do that if I can't solve problems. And it's just innately who I am. I know lots of people are not like that naturally. That's why I share with you. When you are standing so close to something or you're right up against an entry to, it doesn't matter what it is. If this is your marriage, your work, your kids, your health, COVID-19, I don't care. You can be so close to the situation or so tunnel vision on there only being one way that you get locked out of a solution. And solutions are necessary every single day of our lives in every area. We need to find people that can find solutions can change the world. Let's face it, when you are sitting watching TV and you're seeing some ad and some part of you says, hey, I should go buy that, it's because probably that ad has been sold to you in a manner that speaks to you of a solution for something that's wrong with you. Whether it's too high a cell phone bill or a medication or better garbage bags, it it doesn't really matter. That's how marketing appeals to you as a human being. So in your own life, if you can be aware of that and then put it into practice for yourself, then we can do the following. So one of the first things you need to do is you've always got to just step back. You have to step back because the broader you can see something, the easier it's going to be for you to find a solution. Sometimes you just need to turn around and like these guys did walk in another direction, like it never stopped the partner from saying, you know, we're not getting in the car and driving away here. I'm just going to mosey on down this gate, away from this gate, along this wall and just, and just see, see what's around the corner or, you know, does it just keep extending and then boom, there, there just was no wall anymore. It's like, oh, well, there's the garden. We'll, we'll go in now and see it. Thanks very much. You know, life can be, can mirror this so well. You can be standing at a solution or at a problem and perhaps you were taught whether your family in school, um, uh, government, uh, it doesn't really, you know, trade school. It, it doesn't matter where you could have even getting your degree. There might've been a pro- there might be a problem in front of you that you have been taught how to handle in a certain way. Now, whether it's, you're a surgeon and there's only one way to cut that body open, fine. Okay. Or you're an accountant and there's only one way to post that debit and credit. Fine. Or you're a plumber and there's only one way to plumb that sink. Fine. But I can tell you in my experience, Often there's usually a workaround or there's a better way of doing it, but we get so caught up in how it was done before or my favorite. It's always been that way. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you. I know that if you listen to me uh, regularly, you've heard me rant on this before. There is rarely only one way to do something guys. And as we progress and as we ask questions and as science and medicine and and our awareness as human beings opens up and we discover more and more, that's the point. We discover more and more. We discover that, oh, okay, we don't have to do that that way. Oh, there might be a better way. Your grandmother, you do not need to cut the end of the roast off. Just get a bigger pan. (laughs) You don't need to teach your grandchildren that's the way that you cook a pot roast. No, you just get a bigger pan. And I know that seems like a silly example, but that was one that was told to me in a, in a, in a uh, training seminar once. And I laughed and laughed. And I thought, that is so true. I could, I could think of a dozen things in my own life, in my own upbringing, when I heard that story. Uh, and it was like, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you've always got. Well, we need better solutions. And in this day and age today with what's going on in the world, we definitely need better solutions. But let's just not focus on the big picture out there. Let's just focus on ourselves. What can you do to step back from your own situations? Now for me, I just kept digging, going to the next doctor, asking the questions, what next, what if, what else, until we got to a point where it's like, Shelly, I think this is actually what's wrong then physio can help with that. Or an explanation, for instance, uh, my orthopedic surgeon. When the x-ray came back with the same amount of, of uh, arthritis that there was a couple years ago, which was great, that means I've really excuse me, managed with my ionic foot baths and my diet and, and, and my supplementation of ensuring that the arthritis isn't advancing in my body as, as quickly as it could if it left unchecked, that I was making positive strides then why am I in so much pain that I can't sleep at night? I can't lift my leg off the, off the uh, couch. I can't climb a set of stairs because one side won't bear my weight all on its own. You know, I said to the doctor, we've done the x-ray, I want an MRI now. And he said, no, because it doesn't matter what it'll show us. There's nothing I can do for you. And I was very frustrated by this going, I personally, I just don't like being told no. And don't tell me there's not a solution. So then I phoned up my GP and I thought, I'm going to her to fight for this MRI. And she explained something to me that made total sense, but I wasn't clear. wasn't clicking in at the the first where she said, oh yes, that is what he's going to say, because his ability to help you has ended. He's an orthopedic surgeon. You're 55 years old with mild arthritis. We would never do orthoscopic surgery on your hip to fix a labral tear, because we will just cause more issues and you'll need a hip replacement faster. I'm like, oh, well, he didn't say that. <laughs> she goes, no, I know that's what happens though. So it's always important to, to ask more questions, to get clarification. Now, now that I know that, then the next question is, all right. So if that's not the case, what else is? Because something is, per- prohibiting me from functioning normally and if I have to hear you're 55 one more time I kept thinking he was thinking telling me that you're 55 this is to be expected to be old and sick I'm like screw that I'm barely middle I'm just barely into my middle age I've got a lot of years ahead of me and I intend to be dancing 20 years from now still on a cruise ship so let's move this along finding solutions Anyway, so that was sort of my just little journey. And then when I read this, it's like, oh, see, that's just that just reinforces my belief system. There's always sometimes another way. You know, the old expression, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Look for the window, look for the workaround, walk down the, the, uh, the, the fence to see if it ends. Turn around and walk the other direction. Sometimes that's the solution. But whatever it is, step back and always advocate for yourself. I'm just going to check this book again quickly to see if there was anything in the the meditation section. But basically, he just says to do what we normally do when we say, slow down, breathe, step back. Basically, what I've just told you. We often just get busy, and when our lives are busy, our minds are busy, And unfortunately, that is not the best place for the universe to speak to us. The universe, or God, reacts very well and can correspond much better in a quiet mind. Okay? And a quiet mind usually means you need to quiet your body too. So hence why they talk about in books like this, they say, sit quietly, clear your mind, Deepen your breath. Why? Because one, if you want to just get scientific, you need to calm your central nervous system. Okay? You need to quiet your mind. Then when your subconscious and your mind is quiet, your spirit, I don't know, what do you want to say? Your third eye, your soul, your energy can react and understand if something is trying to speak to you okay but when you are busy 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 and everything is noisy all the time you can't hear like that growing up in a, in a church for me it was about prayer as i've said many times and that need to be quiet before the lord well what i found that in any area of life law of attraction spiritual growth anything it is important to quiet the mind and quiet the soul to calm your central nervous system Stress is killing people right now. People are lonely and angry and scared. And these types of emotions unfortunately make you unhealthy, mentally and physically. So it's very, very important right now, just to speak to what is going on in the world right now. And I am struggling. you know, I am trying to be a voice of calm and help and hope, and there are still, and I still get so very frustrated that I just want to scream. At you know, the lies and the the disregard for health that the media and the governments are showing people. And it's really hard. How do you how do you find the truth? I don't know the total answer to that. All I know is that I just continue to keep looking. And when I'm seeing narrative that's repeated over and over and over again, doesn't matter where you go, you know, and what city and what news station, it's exact same wording, then I go looking for different news outlets. I go looking at Liberty Network or Rebel News. I subscribe to Epoch Times. Are they a little on the other side? Yes. Very anti-communist party, I'm not going to lie. However, there are still some great contributors in that newspaper. And I love listening to people that have ideas that make me think. Now, one of the articles in the paper this last week, I didn't agree with, I don't know, about 90% of it. I still appreciated that this person had the ability to put into words and thought an idea. Because it's something actually that I very much envy, okay? I may have worked very hard in my life in order to take a step back and find workarounds, find new information. But that doesn't mean I still can't learn or that I agree with everything that I go out and find, now, I was having my hair trimmed the other day, like literally days ago, and my hairdresser is off for a little bit, so her, she owns her salon with her daughter, so her daughter was cutting my hair for the first time. I'd never had a man do my hair before, and we got talking sort of about the world around us and politics and such, and we both admitted, you know what? It may be a little embarrassing, but the bottom line is I am not smart enough, maybe, or interested enough. No, what's the word I'm looking for? I have a tough time following politics, I always have. Uh, uh, when I was a young adult, my best friend was very political and her husband at the time was very political as well, opposite, so one of them was a liberal, one of them was a conservative, which was, you know, that was pretty amazing in a marriage. So Friday nights when I'd go and do the books and we'd have a glass of wine, I would, I we'd have a conversation because right out of the gate, I knew I wasn't gonna get only one side because they didn't agree half the time themselves. So it was great to have those conversations, to learn. And they're very intelligent people. I don't know why it's never been an interest of me. And it's scary. I always vote. I do some research. I'm more focused on health. And and of course, like right now is what's going on in the pandemic. My attitude is follow the money. My girlfriend next door follows the food supply. Other people are all, you know, following all the vaccination and all the fake news and this, that, and the next thing and arguing with everyone. I don't want to argue with anyone. I just go out and follow the money. What's driving decisions? What's driving people to do what they do? What's driving companies to do what they're doing? What's driving governments? Um, So yeah, and when you do that and you plug yourself into some people, at some point, if you're not willing to do all that research yourself and go take a seven-year degree in political science, then at some point, you've got to have faith that information that you're searching for has some truth in it, And inside of that, you have to accept about yourself that you have the ability to discern that truth. Okay. So if your whole focus is the door in front of you or the closed gate that you can't get through, that's going to stop you right in your tracks. So a change of mind, a change of perspective, a change of information sources is in order just like I've done with my health, just like you need to do with politics. And it was funny talking to someone that was just like me. She's just like, yeah. And she said, she has the same wish I do. She's like, I wish I could get myself motivated enough to do the hours and hours of research. Well, this young lady is raising two twin boys. Yeah, that's not, and runs a hair, two hair salons. That's not happening anytime soon. It takes a lot. So when I, when I subscribe to a paper that has great columnists in it, that's not, being censored by governments then you sometimes you have to take a little bit of stuff on faith to say okay probably wouldn't have been published if there was you know someone hadn't done a bit of research here so then you're left with a little bit of your own critical thinking your sixth sense your where you need to quiet yourself and ask is there a truth in here now, don't forget that something may be a truth for you, but not be a truth for someone else. That's fine. But for you, is there a truth here? And then you've got to make the best decision possible about the information that, you're, you know, that you've got at your hands. Because, yeah, a lot of us don't have the, the uh, luxury of research being our full-time job. We're out there living our lives and raising our children and running our businesses and looking after our families. And there's got to be kind of a happy medium. Anyways, okay, enough about that right now. Uh, that just definitely got off of one of my segues. But really today, let's just focus on the fact that every closed gate and every closed door is not the way. There don't make the way, the way. I just thought that. It was kind of like uh, Brendan Burchard has this, uh, he's a top level coach in, in America. He has this saying, always make sure to keep the main thing, the main thing. Simple, simple, simple. And yet so often we just complicate things so much. So when you're standing before a door that you think is shut, one, maybe it is. I didn't really speak about that today, but there's also that acceptance that perhaps this door needs to be closed for a reason. But the bigger example here is more often than not, closed doors and locked gates are something that we impose in our own life. Okay? That we impose in our own life through our own limiting beliefs, our own sense of self-worth, what we deserve. Um, Yeah. Don't accept it. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.